what you hear is lead pastor screws up again. Um, what a joke. They're all hypocrites. And you very rarely hear about like lead pastor screws up, admits it, is forgiven by congregation and becomes a better person as a result. <laughs> like you don't hear that story. Yeah. Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Welcome back. I'm Tony. Today, I want to chat about forgiveness Mm. and the act of giving an apology. Mm -hmm. So the reason I wanted to was just thinking about, say what you will about whether this is genuinely happening, like the cancel culture, Mm. but just a few... Notable people have issued apologies for things and asked for forgiveness. Oh yeah, Rogan what does that look, right? Right, exactly. Yep. What does that look like for a society to like accept forgiveness yep. as a collective, or is that something you can even do? Is it just individuals? But then even you can, you the listener, I invite you to recall occasions where you have apologized for things, where people have done that to you, mm-hmm. and just kind of like. Remove all preconceptions. I genuinely don't have an agenda. I don't really have any super well-formed thoughts on this. I'm sure there are books out there on the philosophy of forgiveness mm-hmm. um, that I could have prepared and looked at that, but I didn't. So this is kind of just shooting from the hip and trying to make sense of this phenomenon yep. that we partake in. Hopefully, I mean, well, maybe that remains, remains to, be to be seen. seen I guess, but there. It's traditionally been associated with the good life, with virtue. virtue it's yeah. a, um, you're a m- more moral person if you were to ask people for their forgiveness. To when, you, human. Forgive when you've divine. done wrong. Yeah, um, yeah so hmm. where to dive in? I don't know if just me bringing it up, if that stoked anything in you. Well, I'll say this. I have found... Okay. Grown up hearing about forgiveness all my life because I've been in church. It's a central part of the Christian Big faith. part of the Christian faith. It's like, hey, you've been forgiven, so you should go and forgive other people. And there have been a few times in my life when I've experienced a hurt or what felt like a betrayal or something where I have been frustrated with what felt like my inability to forgive. Like there was a part of me that recognized I'm supposed to forgive. Like, I know that as a good mm-hmm. Christian lad, that's what you're supposed to do is forgive. And maybe even part of me that wanted to, like, I just want to be done with this. I want to stop dwelling on it. I want to stop stewing. I just want to release this person and be done. But found that despite my best efforts, um, it was not a one-time deal for me. It wasn't like, a, okay, I did that thing. I forgive. I forgave. And now I never have to think about that hurt again or... Um, I never have to forgive again because I just did it. For me, I and I don't know how that's played out in your life. It's it's a um, any given crime or offense uh, I have found might need to be forgiven many times by me. So this the very same offense I am um, repeatedly invited to forgive. Like uh, I don't know if that makes sense or if that's how it plays out in your life too. But I like the idea of it being a one time thing. You hurt me. I forgave you. We're fine. And so you just let's rip the bandaid off of the annoying philosophy question of what is it? Yep. What is forgiveness? You said the word releasing. Release. Yeah. Can you say? I'll try. More about that. Yeah. I'll try. This is like one of those things where, like, time. You know what it is until you start to talk about it, and then yep. you're like, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's what this is for. Really, is wanna... it even a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
when I think about forgiveness, I think about, okay, it's at least this. I'm giving back, I'm giving up what feels like, and we can maybe talk about whether or not it is a right. I'm giving back what feels like a right to, to get even with you or to, um, mm. to, to punish you for what you did. Um, cause I, th- I have that instinct too. Like someone hurts me, the very natural instinct is hurt them back or retaliate in some way. Forgiveness has to be at least giving up the retaliation or something. Um, In my more Christian moments, I might use language like um, entrusting this person to God to do what is right and to, to, to ultimately bring about justice and not taking it on myself to try to enact justice or retribution, however we want to frame that. There's some kind of a... Um, yeah, giving up my position as ultimate judge about what they did and entrusting that God might be able to make all things right in the end. I don't know. Yeah, I think I would hold something similar, like the releasing, I more thought of it from, yeah, my my own uh, stance as judge or from my own predilection to view them as lesser for what they have to done. To hold something against them. Mm-hmm. We use that expression. Yes. That would be to to remember somebody's wrongs and and what then Re- you have not forgiven, I would say. Yep. Right? If you have if you still hold it against them, yep. you think lesser of them as because of what they did. Or, mm-hmm. or no. I don't um, think less of them. No, it's gotta be like at least for me, when I'm holding something against somebody, I am sort of giving myself permission to be less than excellent to them because they've been less than excellent to me. So if I'm holding a grudge against somebody, I might be tempted to be just a little more curt in my replies than normal. Or um, mm. there'll be some little bits of venom hidden behind my words at times. And I'm kind of, there's some part of me that's saying it's okay to do that because they're a dick, you know? Yeah. Um, but if I've forgiven them, I would treat them with the same excellence I try to treat everybody, I think. With someone that hadn't wronged you. Yeah. yeah. Now, where it gets weird is... When you, when you start to talk about trust, because I don't think forgiving means you immediately trust the person again um, or put yourself in the same situation that got you hurt the first time. That it doesn't mean they have the same access to you in your life. But is that holding something against them? I don't know. Or is it just prudence and wisdom? Um, There's that adage, uh, forgive but never forget. Oh. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's, okay, can we do some thought experiments and just see, tease out our intuitions here? Mm. You are, or maybe this is an extreme example. It's one of the more extreme ones. Uh, your wife cheats on you and, um, and you find out because she comes to you and tells you, hey, mm-hmm. this horrible, I've been do- I got caught up in something horrible. I've made a terrible mistake. Will you forgive me? Um, Will you forgive me, I think, is a different question than are we going to stay married? Right? I don't know. Uh, that's why I'm... Oh, you don't know. That's, like <laughs> that's why we're doing this. Yeah, I, that's why I genuinely we're doing this. don't know. Um, My intuitions say you can forgive and still draw a boundary. Or like, okay, maybe another example. Um, but why wouldn't you stay married to them? You're still holding it against them. Because I think you might do it again. Um... And so I don't want to stay in a situation. Yeah. But then, so how about this? Maybe um, at this juncture, let's bring in the 
uh, notion of apologizing, mm-hmm. which I don't know the etymology of. I know, I know in that. Greek, apologia means a defense. Mm. I don't know if that's the same. I actually don't there, like but, when people give a defense right, it sounds when like they're the trying opposite. to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> when I get, yeah, what, what constitutes a genuine apology? And that might or might not indicate whether I should forgive. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, we've got a few things to tease out there. A genuine apology would be one in which, I'm just going to throw this, tell yep. me if it sticks, would be one in which the person offering the apology has genuine regret over the way that they've acted and intention to not act that way in the future. Like there's learning has occurred. Yes. And they've, they've realized, I did something that actually hurt you and maybe hurt me or hurt others. It wasn't best. That was wrong with me. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? That seems like a brilliant apology. That's the mm-hmm. dream is I acknowledge my wrongdoing. I intend to change. Will you facilitate my change by offering to con- stay Maintain in relationship? Re- stay in relationship. See now, then I get wigged about the marriage thing. Staying in relationship. Give give me an opportunity to redeem myself. You know, I've wronged you. I've hurt you. Forgive me, and maybe we can make this thing better. What? Um, now on the way over, I was because I was just kind of stewing over it. Mm. Um, I was struck by the thought that it um, it can feel even rude to ask for the forgiveness. It is. Yeah. Like, don't um, don't put me on the spot. You I'm- now invented a project for me. <laughs> Right <laughs> to ask for forgiveness and to give an apology, or maybe the apology isn't even necessarily asking for forgiveness. No, separate things. I separate think. things. Separate things. I'm fine with the apology, but then the further question, which, like at Heartland, we say all the time. Yeah. But I had me thinking again, like that we were saying, like you should do this. Like I'm sorry, and will you forgive me? And I get what it's doing there. Like there, I think there is this supreme goal. Would it be that? Reconciliation could would be occur. the dream, yeah. But there's something about it that also it's it's not your place to do. Like, don't right. ask me for it. I'll come it's to you. It's private. When- like, I, yeah, yeah, right. I will deal with my wounds on my own terms in my own time. The weirdest way I've seen this go down is because um, it's kind of like Christian. This is kind of like Christian game theory. But like when conflict plays out in a church. The, the the ultimate trump card in in Christian circles is to like be as humble as you can, right? <laughs> and like so, there's this, this weird. The most powerful play you can do is to give up all your power, yeah, and ask for forgiveness and just apologize and admit wrongdoing. Scripture says it's like heaping burning coals on their exactly. heads. Exactly, <laughs> and I've seen it done like that, where the intent is as a gotcha, like, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Imagine a commentator like, going, oh boy, he pulled out a huge apology there. Let's see how he responds. Right, he's asking directly for forgiveness. Will he get it? No, he won't. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> like in the heat of the moment, who is ready to say, yes, okay, I forgive you. Like you've just had this big exchange, conflict, da, 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 you like get to how an apology. inappropriate, just your example of the spouse cheating yeah. in the confession yeah. at the end of your speech, And so, will you forgive will me? Will you forgive me? What do you do? I don't know yet. No, not right now. Right? No. Yeah. I'm just hearing about this. Yeah. I'm not ready to do that. There have been times when I've said to somebody, I will forgive you. I haven't yet. Oh. And I've just tried to be really honest about like, look, it is my intention that the kind of person I want to be is the kind of person who forgives. I intend to forgive you. 
right now I am ravaged with emotional pain and I have not forgiven you. So this is, is that gonna, really cruel to say to well, someone? Well, this is going to tie into like maybe six or seven episodes ago mm. on like, can you change your beliefs just by willing it to happen? Like you, that was you noticing in yourself something that almost is outside of your control. Maybe yeah. I'm, no, yeah, yeah. I'm no, out on a limb here. Yep. Uh, I'm finding myself. No, I have not forgiven you. Mm -hmm. I hope to. One I would day. like to. Yeah. And you kind of, at least in my experience, I've found myself having been in a state of forgiving them in the sense of, oh, I don't really hold it against that person mm. anymore. The time heals all wounds. So yep. I don't know if that's true, but just that adage, yep. uh, at least on some more minor things, has shown to be the case. Or they they just happen to have done other things in that meantime that mm -hmm. have increased their esteem in my eyes. Yep. And so it just made the other stuff seem so distant and not as salient. And so I just find myself having the belief, oh, I'm I'm not holding what they did way back then against them. Is that the same as forgiveness, though? Or is that just like, I've lost interest? Or like, it's it's so distant from my life today. Mm -hmm. I find, oh, I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah, I guess that doesn't bother me so much now. Like, so I have a story. Um, I had a buddy who obviously will know, if they happen to be listening, would know who they are based mm. on this, but lived down the street from me. Mm. And I know who <laughs> He had come over to my house to play some games. I went over a few days later and noticed one of my computer games on the desk. It had been stolen. Yep. Okay. Uh, no effort was taken to hide it. Uh, in, <laughs> Brazen theft. In true fashion for this individual. <laughs> yeah. and uh, So I confronted him, and uh, yes, I had stolen it. I stole it, man. And I was upset in the moment. Yeah. And now, 15 years later... It's funny, kind of. It's a, kind of a funny story. <laughs> I don't. We've had great experiences since then, and I don't hold them against them at all. It's a, it's a, uh, a treasured memory. Of, of, <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The context. But did I really forgive? It just. Or did it just fade out? Yeah, because forgiveness. I have tried to muster forgiveness. Like, um, oh, how about this? Okay, maybe forgiveness doesn't have anything to do with how you feel. Maybe it doesn't have to do with your emotional state. Like I know we just gave the example of I'm looking inward, I found, oh, I haven't forgiven yeah. you. But is there is there any work done by saying the words, I choose, be released, I choose not to hold this against you, even if internally you're still feeling a bit of like, Ugh. I don't like that at all. That's what I kind of want to resist that. But now what about when, we, that's fine. <laughs> what about the, um, the times when like, Let's, let's just talk about agape love yes. should be independent of feelings. It's like the times I least feel like serving you is probably when I actually need to serve you the most. Uh, it's like it's the very act of choosing to act in another's best interests in spite of your feelings that but makes those it are, But those are distinct things you're doing, whereas mm -hmm. like... Sorry, what, what are? Um, I'm not feeling like I love you or yeah. emotionally. I feel angry. Yeah. yeah, but I do love you, and so I'm still going to serve you in this way. Mm -hmm. Like the um, what's going on inside, I can do this outward thing yeah. and still harbor something going on internally. Whereas like the whole thing with forgiveness, isn't that kind of a purely internal thing? It's a state of mind of how I view the person. And so like I could give you this false report, be released. Great, man. But I'm th nothing genuine happened. Well, know? I... Here's where I wonder if maybe maybe this is the crux of what we're trying to figure out is like is forgiveness 
um, because, because I am not master of my emotions. I actually can't turn off the anger whenever I want. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can do some meditative exercise and like focus on the sensation on my breath and distract myself, but anger arises sometimes, you know? Um, and it seems to go away on its own terms as well. And I wonder if, um, I wonder if like when I, forgiveness for me has been like when I talk about having to do it multiple times for the same offense, it's the choice of, I'm actually not going to replay that whole story in my head right now. Mm. So I'm, I'm doing some housework, I'm painting or something. And this conflict comes back into my head. Remember when they said this and it made you feel like that. And then I, you should have said this. And then you said that and you start to work up all the feelings. There were many times as I've been working through this stuff where I've thought, no, I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to just deliberately choose mm. to set my mind on something else and not go down the same old trodden path. Not, not putting my head in the sand, like somebody did something needs to be dealt with. But especially if you've already had a sit down conversation, you've aired the grievances, it's clear where the wrongs were. For me, six months later to still be playing out the same story of how they hurt me, um, is me choosing to set my mind on something else, does that count as forgiveness? Or is that just distraction? And forgiveness is, no, keep on playing through the story until you feel nothing but love for them. That can't be. That would never happen, man. That would never happen. I have tried um, uh, thinking about just some stoic exercises about this person, mm -hmm. uh, trying to see things from their perspective. That they, they, um, they have children who think that they're a hero and they are somebody's child and they have insecurities of their own and they have this whole life that they're trying to weave and trying to see like, can I love that person despite the choices they made? Can I try to see from their perspective and put myself in their shoes and reach a point where I can say I love them? I don't know. It's easier said than done. Maybe I've never forgiven anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're pushing on just the simple ethical claim. Like you should forgive someone or you should be forgiving people that wrong you. And with the ought implies can kind of mm. philosophical principle that if you're going to say you ought to do something, then it means that you must be able to because mm. you can't have an ethical principle for someone like you ought to fly. Mm -hmm. I can't fly. I like I can't. <laughs> so you can't make that a moral yeah. injunction. So I don't know. And this is like outrageously heterodox for sure. <laughs> when applied to theology, yeah. but just like as we're just talking out loud. I don't know how possible it is just to flip that switch and the heat of the moment. It's just like, oh, yeah, sure, I've forgiven you. I like your examples of down the road. Mm. Um, there's this chance to dwell on it, and I'm choosing not to engage. I'm not going to feed it anymore. Similar to yeah. how like uh, I can be um, pure or chaste in my marriage and or have fidelity to my wife, mm -hmm. and there's, this, uh, there's opportunities that come to not do that, right? and suddenly then I can enter into a, a brief season of, um, not being debauchery, fidelitous or Ooh. faithful, faithful, sure. Um, so in in the in thought or whatever, yeah, yeah. So you could really stew and get yourself worked up into mm -hmm. into naughtiness, if you so chose. Um, so maybe maybe those are kind of parallel, yeah, things. It's like a state I can kind of I need to keep up to. I need to trajectory? update the software. I need to stay on top of it and not let. Yeah, those this, intrusive thoughts kind of yeah start to stir up those. Yeah. I've heard this is trite, 
but I've heard it, that uh, refusing to forgive somebody is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Have you mm -hmm. heard of this? It's pretty cute. Is it true? There is something about the like forgiveness. F mm. There's a release of the other person involved, but it frees you in a way. Like when when I haven't forgiven somebody, I am bound. I am still like being affected and steered by this thing that happened however long ago. I'm not um, like the living rent free in my head, you know, <laughs> like. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't even I don't even know if like is forgiveness for the other person's benefit or it's really for your benefit or both. Maybe it's both. I tell you to not be forgive, like to ask for forgiveness and not receive it is a very hard thing. Mm -hmm. um, Dude, I get this. I heard this story. Hopefully I'm allowed to change the names. Well, it's just, yeah, I don't even, let's just say you I made care. up, I'm making up the story. It didn't Here. happen. Someone shared recently that um, as someone was passing away, uh, that individual revealed to their family that they had been unfaithful in the marriage. Oh, deathbed confession. And rewrite and, all the history. And the spouse then, and so they were like in some like Christian hospice place with a picture of Jesus on the wall. And the spouse took, had hunted down a photograph of this lover and put the picture above the picture of Jesus and said, you put them over Jesus in life and they will surely be over him in your death. Isn't that outrageous? Whoa, man. I had never heard anything like that. S man, okay, what an explosive story. First of all, I don't know about deathbed confessions, but I haven't been on my deathbed, so I don't know. But just because you brought up, um, it can really it can really suck to not have someone accept your apology. Oh, instead, to damn you with a photo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just add some color. No, to that's good. That really <laughs> brings the issue to life. This is important. And so, and yeah, it wraps in what you said earlier too about how it affects you, like whether you forgive. It's it's not purely this other directed activity mm -hmm. and I'm mentally releasing that. It's, it's your, well, because it's your mind and when you release something, then now it's taking up less bandwidth and it's... It residing in there rent-free in your head was you know, pulling away your attention, mm. at least sometimes, mm -hmm. away from things that should matter more. Oh, yeah. Um, and how sad for this, both the guy or the the fellow and the spouse um, in both yeah. both ways. They're both plagued by it continuously now. May Maybe it's something like we were just talking about which trains of thought are you feeding maybe it's the kind of thing where it's like you you facilitate uh forgiveness and it happens one day do you know what i mean like like it's a plant that you're watering and eventually yeah it blooms and and mm -hmm. forgiveness has been achieved um but you can choose to starve the plant or you can choose to water like you can choose am i going to head towards forgiveness but it just doesn't seem like you can yeah, you can't just flip a switch and muster it. And maybe that maybe that's the answer. Like, go out of your way to do things that people <laughs> that haven't you do for people that haven't wronged you, or yep, um, take it upon yourself to reconcile. So, mm -hmm. um, and again, like, well, let me finish the thought and then bring in another one. Yep. So I don't know. Like, 
if you find out they're sick, you offer to bring them a meal or just these little things where um, that can start to, as you pour out kindness on them, it softens your heart. And that's not disingenuous. Like that's not, you're not saying I've forgiven you, but secretly harboring feelings. It's like you can do that in the midst of not feeling the forgiveness and know like this is, I, I need to do this to achieve. I'm moving towards forgiveness. Yeah. No, I don't know how often that's happening, but yeah, I mean, that could be. It's a very, very hard thing, but that could be a, an antidote for that trenchant problem. One other thing that I've found helpful mm-hmm. in moving towards forgiveness is taking some inventory of the ways you have been forgiven or the ways I, or the ways that I have been forgiven myself. Um, that can make it easier to forgive other people. If you can, and it and it is... Nobody wants to do it. It's not a fun exercise to do. But if you can take genuine inventory of the ways that you've hurt other people or if or the ways you've hurt other people and been extended forgiveness, if you can reflect on your own experiences of grace, it does make it easier to pass it on to others. Yeah. So I think the $50,000 question, though, is are there some wrongdoings so egregious that it's just not in the card. The forgiveness isn't in the cards. Mm. It, we're like these these huge things, like a rape, a murder of a family member. Now there's stories of there's it happening. Stories. I know people stories. have done it, and they're they're quite moving. Yeah, uh, the one I've frequent is um, Jim Elliot. The different missionaries tell it. Uh, tell the story. Okay. Nobody knows uh, it. Yeah, Jim Elliot. Is a, was a missionary in the 50s, I want to say. I'm going to get some of the details wrong. Apologies. But um, him and four other men were trying to spread the gospel of Jesus to this tribe, the Aukens or the Akas, something uh, in South America near the Amazon. Seems right. And totally unreached. That's kind of an insider Christian word. Like that no one has really isolated tribesmen isolated. They haven't heard about Jesus at all. Mm-hmm. No Bible in their language or anything. So they, you know, this is important to them. They want these people to know the hope to be found in Jesus. So they, uh, do some flyovers with this little yellow plane and drop care packages down just to show like we are, we Friendly. mean well, yeah, yeah. here's you, you want this stuff. This is food. Yeah. Uh, I think they had even a little encounter. Um, I think a couple of them had landed and went to meet with a meet with them once, and then like, hey, we're gonna bring the rest of the gang next time. Hmm. They go back for a follow up visit. Um, the tribesmen didn't like that initial visit; thought it was all just a little bit voodoo, and like hmm. they were demonic, and speared them to death on the beach, leaving four widows and a bunch of kids fatherless brutal turns out um nate uh oh man i wish i get the details right nate saint either is the son or the dad who died on the beach Mm. so i'm so sorry that i'm gonna bungle it but it's all right um, let's just say no nate's the dad steve saint is the son I want to say, I'm locking it in. All right, lock it in. Uh, so Steve saying, obviously, like, there is this guy, Minkayani, who nah, that, tribesman. I'm pretty sure about is right. Mm-hmm. He's one of the tribesmen that was there spearing his dad, Nate. And 
So like decades later, Steve goes back to this Aachen tribe and son of the murdered father and builds relationship with the tribe and like eventually befriends Min Kayani and their best buddies. The guy who killed his dad. Crazy. And like, and then part of the story, like Min Kayani accepts Jesus as his savior. And so, and now, and they speak at conferences about this story. There's something very powerful about powerful that. about it. Yep. It's tragic and beautiful mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, I want I want to say good for Steve Saint. That good, was good, good on to me. forgive him. Yeah. You could have. And maybe it is more about uh, I don't I hesitate to make it so selfish in nature, but you could have had a real a much worse life, mm. harboring hate, mm-hmm. and let's just even say it might have been justified hate mm-hmm. uh, for your whole life. And and whereas on this other version, you've engaged in this thing we're calling forgiveness, where you choose not to hold such an egregious thing against this person, mm. and you found a friend, and it's a powerful tool to. Um, get people thinking about their how they need to forgive forgive in their own life yeah like, yeah well she's my neighbor didn't spear my dad to death right maybe i can forgive her for gossiping in the neighborhood or whatever it is yep yeah no i'm with you so your question was are there some things so horrendous that you shouldn't forgive them or that it's in a like or that you just it's not going to happen you're not going to be able to too intense is that what you mean I do, and I'm I'm particularly thinking of like maybe the cases of rape or something where it mm-hmm. just seems so like vile, violating, mm-hmm. and that it's um, to even suggest that you have a duty to forgive Ooh, yeah. is like, oh, dude, are you like serious? Like I'm the it, victim, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not victim blaming, but it's um, it's giving them a task. <laughs> but but well, you have a duty to forgive. We but I'm saying. People say that. Churches say that all the time. You ought to forgive. I feel like, okay, because, about, can we do well, you this? you said at the beginning, because you've been forgiven. That's the reasoning. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, people say that. How can I throw this at you? In the same way that like, um, oh, I just said this on Sunday in that sermon. It's like, if we think about the sin as poison view again, mm-hmm. the reason you ought to is because if you don't, you will harbor hate in your heart for your life and then you'll have a life where you were hate-filled. Who wants that? Who wants a life where you're stewing in hate constantly? No, no, no. The better way is, if you can, to forgive as much as it takes. That's where the life is. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the maybe the, the judo move here is just to, like, let's strip away any like scaffolding around like here's the time frame that it has yeah. to be done in or like if you leave this church service before you've really forgiven your assaulter no 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 then you're you're lost or something like yep no no some of these things are very very deep yeah and are, you're not ready yeah you might need years of therapy to come to terms with what happened um but that would is, be str- but that's a laudable goal like we you would feel comfortable saying like you sh- and and all in pastoral tact yeah, yes that you would tra- the trajectory is for forward. your for your ultimate healing i think you should head towards but the not gi- forgiveness. that the person is owed it oh that the perpetrator is owed forgiveness particularly no. in the i case- think that's the whole point is they're not owed anything they don't deserve it they did the wrong thing 
I don't think in the case where a genuine apology has been issued. You're so asking, can you ever that. be morally obligated to forgive someone? Is that it? Or yeah. are you morally yeah, obligated we'll, to forgive? Yeah, we'll put that out. I think, yeah. Hmm. And maybe not... That's where this question comes in about how egregious mm-hmm. the thing is. But, I mean, I, when I think about the very slight wrongings, then I think absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're right. My son, who says something mean... Yeah. Oh, just today. My son, Jack... <laughs> uh, what did he say? <laughs> Uh, I was getting ready. Sarah was changing him. He was getting ready to go down for a nap, and I went in to go say goodnight. And he said, "Don't bother me while I'm in my room." Oh, okay, all right. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> now he's three, and okay, he barely son. knows what he's saying. Yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> but it would be right for you to hold that against him. Would oh, that's sick. Be really strange and that's sick and wrong. Immoral. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. But then, but who wants to tell somebody you have an obligation to forgive your rapist? I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to say that. No, and I wouldn't. (laughs) I wouldn't say it in those words, even if I thought it. Um, But you're. And maybe you would just twist it like it's. um, Is it just the same rationale in both that it would just be bad for me to heart? Like I'd have a bad life if I harbored that my whole life. Does that tell the whole story? No, it doesn't tell the whole story. Because my son to does your not point, deserve to have his father not forgive him for such a small thing. Well, and to your point, something very powerful can happen when reconciliation is achieved, like you just told in that story about Jim Elliot and mm-hmm. his mates. Um, if you okay, if if old Stevo had forgiven Mayanaka or whatever his name was, Min Kayani, yeah, Min Kayani. <laughs> If Steve had forgiven him but never traveled back, Min Kayani never knows about what he's done or the forgiveness mm-hmm. that's been offered. That whole transformation doesn't take place. And some, it feels like something good is lost there. You know what? Now, now that you're saying that, now I feel like there's this... Um, I don't like the binary have you forgiven, haven't you? Mm. Spectrum. Great. Um, this is what I was hinting at before. Maybe it's a so in that story, the version where Steve never returns to the jungle mm. to confront and befriend Minkayani, it's it's an untested forgiveness. Cool. You're just reporting that this mm. happened in your mind. And right now, and uh, I, have to, I guess I'll just trust you that that's the case. And you might that might have happened, but I'm sure there is something about like when you when you see him, run that counterfactual. Mm for yourself to see if it really is genuine and in your mind. And maybe it's like these gradations that, um, yeah, I'm not holding this against you to the point where, uh, I'm not going to talk bad about you to other people, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to be friends with you. And now there's this next step where, okay, now we could go get a beer together. All right. And then you move along the line. Reconciliation and friendship is such that it's not a, binary one or the other yeah right relationships are they are fluid. intimacy is on a spectrum and so no doubt forgiveness would be as well if that's if really what it is is it's a mental attitude of how i view a person so jesus instruction to forgive as many times as you need to is an admonition to move a particular direction on the spectrum move increasingly towards forgiveness mm-hmm. to the best of your ability at the time. And the reasoning, I think it's I think it's Jesus who says it, I want to say. The 
the because the reason to do it is because you've been forgiven. Mm. Is that in the Bible? Or he definitely warns that? that if you don't forgive, then Father won't forgive you in Matthew 7. Mm. He definitely does that. Yeah. Forgive yeah. and you will be forgiven. But if you don't... <laughs> yeah. But it's not in there that you... Because you forgive have been because forgiven. you've been forgiven. We say it a lot. That's got to be in there. I don't know if that's in there. <laughs> we should do an episode on that. Is it in the Bible or not? And quote a bunch of stuff. Because we had some fun ones, you actually. Hooked, we've each hooked each other <laughs> yeah. on some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Someone fact check us on in the comments on that. Mm-hmm. Does Jesus say forgive because you have been forgiven? Or does he only do it in the threat way in Matthew where it's like, you better forgive or you won't be forgiven? I don't know. I think they're both in there. I'm going to... Maybe. Okay. We'll find out. But, I mean, what? let's just say it is... What, what do you think of that? Forgive because you have been forgiven. Again, like I said earlier, um, meditating on my own shortcomings and graces that I have received does seem to facilitate my Makes movement it down the spectrum. Yeah, but... Yeah, look, but I'm talking a, in such guarded language now. But it's a reason. It's I think let's just take that statement as present in the scripture, like that. It's it's giving a justification for this ought. Mm. You ought to forgive, because basically, who are you to not forgive someone? Yeah, given that you have you done apparently so much believe wrong. in forgiveness when it's offered to you, so mm-hmm. offer it to other people. But again, I don't think it's saying do it on the spot. Yeah. Right when they demand it from a, an apology, yeah, or ask for it at time, like that, again, that, there would be situations where to to immediately forgive like that would make me suspect mental illness or something. Right. You know, like you don't, yeah. Someone just killed Ollie and then immediately says, "Sorry, will you forgive me?" And I say, "Yes, <laughs> I need to go to prison, <laughs> like right away." You as the victim yeah. of the yeah, yeah, negligence. <laughs> Something's wrong there. You need to. Yeah, you need help. Oh, man. Hmm. Um, Well, maybe just as we close, maybe if we can try to wrap it into more social collective um, bits. Oh, you mean like we started with the, what what does it mean for somebody to have a path to redemption after a public failing or issuing a public apology? Mm -hmm. Well, we just heard this too, even in the church, about moral failings in the church and how that can go sideways and how that's often... Not in our church. Oh, no, not in our church. The broader... We capital heard about C how church. it can happen in the capital C church, and yeah. like, and and I think it, I think a lot of churches don't think it through until it happens to them. What is the path to redemption? Mm-hmm. Assuming that somebody, say, on staff, does seem genuinely um, remorseful, issues an apology, wants to change, and/or is taking steps to change, the story very often is, well, we're going to fire you, and you should probably go worship somewhere else, um, hmm. and that. I don't, I don't know if that sits very well with me, man. Like, Can the gravity of the wrongdoing yeah. be such that it's not prudent? Like yeah, to, yeah. I think so. Like the case we heard um, the word like dark manipulation a lot. And so like to even have the person around would be triggering. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can imagine there's situations where there's like safety calls and stuff. If it's someone in kids ministry who's been doing yeah. stuff they shouldn't like there needs to be clear boundaries, but it just makes me sad how often what you hear is lead pastor screws up again. Um, what a joke. They're all hypocrites. And you very rarely hear about like lead pastor screws up, admits it is forgiven by congregation and becomes a better person as a result. (laughs) Like you don't hear that story. What you hear is they failed. Yeah. I knew they would eventually get them out of here. And that's just so sad. Cause like 
I'm on staff at a church. I am filled with moral failings. Mm -hmm. Every day I fail morally. So I just, I am sympathetic to those in church right. leadership and, and where that line is. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It, the sincerity of the apology seems important versus just like I got pressured into apologizing. Like a right. mob came after you. Like I don't actually don't know the Joe Rogan situation that well. Yeah, yeah. I listened to Sam's episode on it, but I think Twitter, he got mobbed on Twitter about racist stuff. He made racist jokes years ago mm -hmm. and has acknowledged like, hey, yeah, that was pretty bad what I did years ago. Sorry mm -hmm. about that. Use of the N-word. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then some people, that's not enough. They smell blood in the water. They want him deplatformed and shut this mm -hmm. guy down despite a genuine apology. Um, and that seems over the top. Yeah. But even just the, it's a fascinating thing, the coll the collective forgiveness or what that really even means. There's not some person who's just going to be the arbiter and say, all right, yeah, Joe has uh, been. He's okay. He's been he's, cleared. He's yeah. Been forgiven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like do a Twitter poll. Right. <laughs> like, is he, do we forgive Joe? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I don't know if I have much well, more on that, but... Well, you I remember us talking about this years ago. This is maybe just a brief mm -hmm. aside before we land the plane. Ca can you forgive somebody for the way they wronged someone else? Exactly. You know? Yeah, very good. Yeah. Like, Well, no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it seems like I could forgive Joe Rogan if Joe Rogan did some, wronged me in some way. Yes. But he has never wronged me no. in any way. Nor, and nothing about this current controversy. So there's no need for me to forgive Joe. And I mean, that's the stance you brought to the table years ago. I think at the time I was working with a definition of forgiveness that was a little more basically like maybe synonymous with agape. Like, can you forgive Hitler? And you, your stance was no, because you're not a Jew and you weren't in a gas chamber and Hitler didn't wrong you, so mm. you can't forgive him. But I could... Still, the phenomenon of holding against. That's what I want to say. Yeah. The, very but much you so. can hold it against him. <laughs> so could you release him from that? If they, that person has made an apology. Did we clear up whether you need the apology first to forgive? Um, can can mm. you forgive someone who never apologized to you? Yes. I think you can. Yes, yes, yes. I think you can. So you can forgive Hitler. Why do I feel like I keep putting, I keep inserting that little addendum? If they've apologized. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Genuine remorse makes forgiveness easier, maybe. Well, mm, maybe it makes more sense in the case of these public things where... Because in when you've been wronged, it's far. it just seems far more likely that that is going to cause you mental turmoil anguish it's yeah. now a problem you're dealing with yep in a way day. that someone who did something to someone else over there it can particularly these real uh, something really dark yeah um might stick with you i'm not, I'm not i don't do it. it i'll say i don't do it like um okay we've all heard about charles manson and he did some horrendous things and when i think about it it bothers me mm-hmm but I don't often think about it. So I'm not often bothered by what Charles did. Yeah. Or how about, um, let's say, uh, I don't know the details of Charles Manson. Maybe I haven't forgiven Charles. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> what do you do? Murder? I think, yeah, a bunch a of girls. A couple murders. A bunch of girls. Um, 
Not a couple. I think he did a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Crazy dude. You, freaky, actually. The freaky the you, pictures. Well, no. Have you listened to him? No. Dude, YouTube Charles Manson sometime. Dude is off his rocker. Think like um, your classic homeless manic, like bipolar, just okay. mouthing like crazy guy. So you haven't forgiven Charles? I haven't forgiven um, Charles yet. Like in that you hold it against him? In that I, as I think about, well, okay. I think about Charles. I think, gosh, he did some horrible things and that upsets me. I also think there's an element of tragedy to his life and like mm-hmm. seeing his brokenness of mind. Surely that's almost always there. Yeah, yeah. that just... There's something in me that's like, ah, but still was created in the image of God and that it could have been so much better than it was. There's still like, uh, I still see value in Charles. I still value him. Does that mean I forgive him? <laughs> that's so funny, dude. It's a really weird conversation. Um, <laughs> Not where I expected it yeah. to go. How about someone who's alive, like a Bill Cosby? Okay. Um, yeah, Cosby. Who ugh, did really mm-hmm. nasty, nasty. Have you violating. forgiven Cosby? Well, I just don't know. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. You hold it against him, what he did. Yeah. And maybe you're wise to do that. I hold, is that right? I hold it against him. Maybe that's not... You're letting it in... The inf- resolution on that isn't as fine as no, I it's want not. it to be. You are... You're letting it inform your opinion of him. I hold him in less esteem. I, I view his character, mm-hmm. his moral fiber, as less fibrous yes, than I once did. You think about him as being And that seems wicked. all perfectly justified. That's fine. Now, yeah. an, a, a genuine apology okay. can make it more fibrous again. Yep. <laughs> um, and then uh, relapse against the apology. Now, yeah, destroy some fibers again. <laughs> but none of that... It strikes me as forgiveness. It's um, yeah, that's something else, right? Forgiveness does seem very personal. Mm-hmm. You forgive the one who wronged you, and you can. Yeah. I would love, dude. I'd love to hear if someone wrote in and gave a stalwart defense of how you can forgive people that haven't wronged you. Yeah, like just how that works conceptually. Um, Please, I mean, maybe there's a um. Maybe there's a story in your life. It's like something we're missing, some situation that we haven't thought of where that makes sense. The Cosby thing is one deal. Like, Cosby hasn't wronged me. But if it was my kid, mm. still not me. But there I do feel like maybe I need to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's closer to me. Uh, he's wronged me by proxy, like through my son somehow. or like. And because of the special bond between parent and child? Maybe. Don't you have that sense as well? But now you have me worried that I just have a very low love of neighbor. It, that could be. And you're not I, concerned with how other the neighbors have been wronged. So you're not forgiving their perpetrators. Because you're not that emotionally bothered by your neighbors being wronged. But does Bill have to ask for my forgiveness? No. He can just do it carte blanche. Uh, Anyone not the victims as well. I also apologize to you. For having to... For wronged your fellow man. Or that that my deeds had to enter your mind has caused you, because of the degree of their horror, has caused you suffering. So forgive me for that. This is not as clear as I... No, it's tough. And that expected it to be, yeah. Well, then, then, then we run the risk of blowing wide open just how my actions 
leave consequences out in the world and how quickly the web travels. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I don't know the fallout of some of my actions, and I'm sure I owe people you don't know. an apology. Who needs to forgive you out there? That uh, I don't know of, you know? Yep. Hmm. Well, I think I moved the needle yeah. on my understanding of it. and We explored the terrain. Mm-hmm. We explored yeah. a big idea, and I discovered some truth with you. We did it together then. Yeah. Great. We fit our mission. Yeah, so if you have anything else to add about forgiveness and apologizing, um, I think just as I was talking about it, it struck me as more important even than when I mm. first embarked. Great. It's just, um, yeah, I want to think more carefully about it because it's something we, something we do. Yeah. We're engaged in a lot. Yeah, either for better or worse. So, so if you have a good example, if you have a story or something you'd be willing to share, we we always want to hear your stories. We love that. So you can leave a comment if you're comfortable doing that on YouTube, uh, or you can write to us mailbag at openatruth.com. We'll have a mailbag episode coming up here soon. So um, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you. How has forgiveness worked in your life? Do you have any tips uh, of like how to move down the spectrum of forgiveness more rapidly? more effectively we'd love to hear that too so thanks for listening thanks for watching we'll see you next time stay curious